أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أشهد أن لا إله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن رسول الله حيا للسلام حيا الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وحده لا شريك له ولا نظير له ولا ند له ولا ضد له ولا مثل له ولا مثال له ونشهد أن سيدنا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا وسندنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يستخفون من الناس ولا يستخفون من الله وهو معهم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لا تظهر الشماتة لأخيك 
فيرحمه الله ويبتليك أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام صدق الله العظيم وبلغنا رسوله النبي الحبيب الكريم ونحن على ذلك لمن الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين My respected elders and brothers Hazrat Luqman Ali Salam was a very wise man whom Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala has recorded his advices in the Quran Kareem an entire surah called Surah Luqman was revealed wherein the advices of Hazrat Luqman Ali Salam are recorded Hazrat Luqman is life and whilst working for his master the master asked him Luqman Go and slaughter one animal and bring to me the two worst organs of this animal. So Hazrat Luqman went, he slaughtered a sheep and he came back in his hands with the heart and the tongue of the animal. The worst organs of the animal. He says, okay Luqman, go and slaughter another animal. But this time come to me with the two best organs of this animal. So Hazrat Luqman goes and he slaughters another sheep and this time he comes... And in his hand he has the heart and the tongue of the animal. The master now surprises to him, Luqman, when I ask you to bring the worst organs of the body, you bring the tongue and the heart. When I ask you to bring the best organs, you bring the tongue and the heart. He says, oh my master, if man uses these two organs correctly, then these become the best organs in his body. But if he uses it incorrectly, it of his body. As a Muslim, we have to keep a monitor on our tongues and our hearts at all times. What we say, what we do, Allah wa ta'ala is watching every move of ours. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hears every statement of ours. Sometimes we do things, sometimes we say things without thinking, without thinking, but everything has a consequence. Every word we say, every action we do, it has a consequence. And that is why it's famously said, every action has a reaction. Every action has a reaction. And depending on our actions, if our actions are good, if we are nice, if we are good, we'll see good reactions. But if we are nasty and we're bad and we're evil, then we can expect only to see such evil reactions thereafter. In the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, there was a robbery that had taken place in the house of a sahabi by the name of Rifa radiallahu anhu. And when this robbery had taken place, there was a bag that he possessed. And in this bag, there were some... It was Qatada bin Nu'man radiallahu anhu. And he says to him, Oh Qatada, my nephew, it seems that somebody has come into my house and they have broken in and they stole my bag with some weapons and some ammunition that I had over here. So when he started doing some investigation, he found out that there was a youngster by the name of Toma, a little Muslim boy who was hanging around in that area. And when he made some inquiries, they said that last night there was a fire that was burning in his house. And he was around here, it perhaps could be that he stole something from this house here. Rasul Qatada radiallahu ta'ala who then went and he lodged a complaint to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam saying that he seems, it seems as if this youngster was the one who stole this bag of my uncle and he had taken it away. When this youngster came to know that a complaint was lodged to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, this youngster immediately made a plan and he got one of his slaves to take that bag and go to the house of a Jewish person and give that bag to him as an amana, as a trust. But this Jewish person, not knowing what is happening behind the scenes, he took that bag as a trust and he kept it in his house. And in the meantime, he sent some news to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa to say that perhaps that bag may be in the possession of the Jewish person. So when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sent a few sahaba kiram 
to go and investigate the issue. And when they searched the house of this Jew, they found that same bag in the house of this Jew. So obviously now all evidence was clear. The arms that were stolen were found in the possession of this Jew. And as much as he pleaded that he was not the thief, but he didn't have enough evidence to free himself from this claim. Hence Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam passed a judgment, which is the Islamic shari'i rule, that if a person steals something, then his hand must be cut. And that the hand of this Jew must be cut. When this decision was made, immediately a verse of the Qur'an was revealed, or a ruku of the Qur'an Sharif was revealed. And this ruku that was revealed, one ayat of this ruku is, يَسْتَغْفُونَ مِنَ النَّاسِ وَلَا يَسْتَغْفُونَ مِنَ اللَّهِ That the innocent person is this Jew, and the culprit is this young Tu'mah. He is the person who stole it. Allah wa ta'ala revealed the truth. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in this verse, يَسْتَغْفُونَ مِنَ النَّاسِ وَلَا يَسْتَغْفُونَ مِنَ اللَّهِ You can hide from people, you can't hide from Allah. You can hide from people, but you can't hide from Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching your every move, every single thing that you're doing. Sometimes a person feels that I can do things and I can say things because of my affluence or because of my influence. And I can get away with it. In life, no one gets away with anything. In English, there's one saying, he got away with murder. No one gets away with anything. Whatever wrong we do, we will have to pay for it. In the akhirat for sure. But many a times in this dunya also, a person has to pay for it. Hazrat Mufti Farooq Mirati Sahib Rahmatullahi, senior alim from India, he had mentioned to us one incident of a fisherman. And he says this man went out in the morning fishing, and he caught himself a nice beautiful fish. And he's going home with this fish. And on the way there's a policeman who stops him. Policeman's eyes are on that fish. He says, that's a nice fish you've got today. So the fisherman is saying, yes, I caught it this morning, whatever the fish was, dorado, whatever fish it was. So he caught a nice fish and he's taking it away home. And the fisherman, the policeman is saying to him, you take that fish and you put it inside my van. So he's asking, but for put it in your van. He says, if you don't do it, I will whoop you. So the fisherman is now under duress. He's saying, but I haven't caught an undersized fish. I haven't broken any of the laws of the country. Why must I put with that? The policeman took out his whoop and he whooped him twice. Now with tears in his eyes, the fisherman takes that fish. He puts it into the van and he goes home. Remember the heart of this fisherman is paining. There may be nobody to stand in the defense of this fisherman, but Allah is there to stand in the defense of him. He might seem like a very lowly person in the community with no one to stand for him, but Allah is there to stand for him. He comes home with tears in his eyes. He mentions this whole story to his family. This is what happened. I caught a fish. I was supposed to sell it or supposed to bring it home. But this policeman forcefully took it away from me. Look at the plan of Allah. This fisherman, go, the policeman goes home with his beautiful catch and he presents it to his wife. He says, get the oil ready. Let's have a nice, beautiful supper tonight. We'll eat this fish. So she tells him, why don't you help me to just clean it? And while she's busy scaling it and taking out the fins, part of the fin pokes him in his hand. And he feels severe pain. Blood starts oozing out from there. He wraps it up in a bandage. And the entire night he can't sleep because of the pain that he feels from that. In the morning when he reaches the doctor, doctor sends him for some tests. It's some poison that's gone into the hand. And the hand needs to be amputated. And this is again the shari'i command of Allah for a person who steals. The hand is amputated. The next day he is back home. After a few days the pain is increasing. Again he is back in the hospital. Again part of his hand is amputated. Until eventually, till above his elbow, 
above his elbow, the hand is amputated. And this continues until one night he sees a dream. In a dream he has a voice saying, up till when? Up till when are you going to continue amputating your hand? Go and sort out your affair with the fisherman. Go and sort out your affair with the fisherman. Immediately he goes with a huge sum of money. He begs him for forgiveness and the pain in the hand stops. There are many times we speak to people or we say things to people, yet we don't think what the reaction of that might be. Therefore it's important for us to always have our records clear, whether it's with Allah or whether it's with people. So that tomorrow if we have to meet Allah with no fear, we stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with no worry that I'm owing someone something or I hurt somebody or I did something to someone or it said something to someone. So we see that in the Quran and in the Hadith, there's many, many examples of this, where a person, because of his action, you see a certain reaction. Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam explains so beautifully in one Hadith, لَا تُزْهِرِ الشَّمَاتَةَ لِأَخِيكَ لَا تُزْهِرِ الشَّمَاتَةَ لِأَخِيكَ Don't ever mock or ridicule someone for some wrong that he has done. Don't ever mock or ridicule someone for the wrong that he has done. فَيَرْحَمُهُ اللَّهُ وَيَبْتَلِيكَ Very soon Allah will have mercy on him and put you through that same difficulty and hardship. So beautifully Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is explaining this. لَا تُزْهِرِ الشَّمَاتَةَ لِأَخِيكَ Don't ever mock or ridicule someone for the wrong that he has done. For verily Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will have mercy on him and put you through that same difficulty and hardship. In the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, there was a cousin of his by the name of Utaybah, who was married to the daughter of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Hazrat Umm Kulsum radiallahu anha. Utayba was the son of Abu Lahab. And when the surah Tabbat Yada Abi Lahab was revealed, then Abu Lahab called his sons and he told him, see the two of you are married to the daughters of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. If you want to maintain your relationship with me as your father, you divorce his two daughters. They immediately divorced the two daughters. And these two girls came back home to their father, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, with tears in their eyes. This wretched Utayba, he came in front of Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he says to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, I do not believe in the wahi that comes to you. I do not believe in the Allah who you speak about. I believe in nothing regarding the akhirah. And I divorced your daughter and I sent her home. And with that he stepped back and he spat at the Mubarak face of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah ta'ala caused that saliva to move away. It didn't touch Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's face. But you think he's going to get away with this. You think he's going to get away with this action of his, with the way he behaved. Shortly thereafter on a journey towards Syria, whilst he was sleeping with a caravan of people, a lion came out of the desert, sniffed him out of that caravan and separated him. Punishment for the person who was nasty and who was bad to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Khalid ibn al-Walid radiallahu anhu, speaking about this action and reaction, he gives one example and he says, I was once sent by Hazrat Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala on an expedition. And we went to fight against Musaylam atul Kazab, the liar who professed prophethood after Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Brother Khalid radiallahu anhu says, it was such a strong war, it was such a severe war. We fought and we lost many of our, of our soldiers. But eventually by the grace of Allah ta'ala, we gained victory over them. And when we were returning, Hazrat Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu sent a note to say there's one small little tribe called Banu Hanifa. If you can take over that area and then come home. So as the Khalid says, the words came out of my mouth at that time. As small flies there, man, we just mow them over and come away. We just finished this whole war with Musaylama and Yamama. What is the small village that is there? And he says, as we entered the village, we got attacked from all sides. From the front, from the rear, from the right, from the left. We didn't know what is happening. 
And he says, I got a shock of my life. I, I lost control of the entire army. But he says, Allah Ta'ala didn't put it in my mind. Khalid, what you said? What you said? That we just mow them down. Astaghfirullah. Immediately start making istighfar and tawbah. And then Allah Ta'ala gave him strength and courage again. He managed to regroup. Got victory over that. And then he came back. And he says this whole incident to Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu. And he says to Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, Al-Bala'u mu'akkalun bil mantiqi. A lot of times calamities come to us because of what we say. We don't think what we say. Sometimes we just take out a statement. A statement just comes out of our mouths. We don't think and speak. And we say things. And then we see that calamity is striking us. It's an account of us not being able to control our tongues. Hazrat Sufyan Thawri rahmatullahi was a very great muhaddis. He says, leave alone speaking. Leave alone speaking. Even thinking bad about a person. Even thinking bad about a person and what it will cause you. And he gives his own example. He says, one day I walked into the masjid. I walked into the masjid and I saw one musalli in the corner of the masjid. He was making dua. And while he's making dua, he's crying and making dua. Crying and making dua. So Sufyan Suri Rahmatullah says, it just came in my mind. I never said this to anybody. I never told anyone in the masjid this. Just this thought came to my mind. Musalli is acting. This musalli is acting. He's crying and he's making dua, he's acting. He says, just a bad thought about a Muslim, badgumani, badgumani, to have a bad thought about a Muslim. He says, I was deprived of tahajjud for six months thereafter. For six months, I couldn't wake up for tahajjud just because of a bad thought about a Muslim. Just for having a bad thought about a Muslim. How important for us, respected elders and brothers, that we be nice, we be good to the people around us. We are working with our staff in the businesses. We are interacting with musallis in the masjid. We have our families at home, our children, our niece. A Muslim must be good in everything we say, in everything we do. And we must strive to be nice. Sometimes we think we can be nasty, and we can be bad, and we can be cunning, and we can be devious, and we can get away with it. We can get away with it. But the Qur'an Sharif says very clearly, إِسْتِكْبَارًا فِي الْأَرْضِ وَمَكْرَ Those people who are proud on earth, and they have this plotting and planning in their minds. I'll plot this, I'll plan this, I'll do this, I'll do that. I'll get my contacts from here, I'll do this. What the Qur'an Sharif says, وَلَا يَحِيقُ الْمَكْرُ السَّيِّيُ إِلَّا بِأَهْلِ That it comes and boomerangs back upon you. It will come back and bite you. What goes around comes around. What goes around comes around. كَمَا تَدِينُ تُدَانُ The Hadith Sharif says, how you treat others is how you will be treated. In Urdu it said very nicely, J.C. Karni, V.C. Barni. J.C. Karni, V.C. Barni. How you treat others is how you will be treated. Nahi samajte hai to karke dek. Nahi samajte hai to karke dek. Nahi mante hai to marke dek. If you don't want to... You don't want to believe this, then do it and you'll see. Treat people badly, treat them nastily, and then you'll see how you'll be treated. And you'll definitely see. Then you'll see. Then your eyes will open up to all this. So therefore the importance of a Muslim, a Muslim is always careful, is always worried that how he is going to be, every step of his, I'm answerable to Allah. I have to stand before Allah. I can't be cunning and devious and try and rob and cheat people. I must be an honest Muslim. I must be a nice Muslim, I must be a good Muslim in everything I do. Because one day I will have to stand before my Allah and I will answer, I have to answer for every deed of mine. So if I'm doing something on earth and I'm hiding and I'm ducking and I feel that nobody is watching me. Hazrat Mawlana Hakim Akhtar Sahib Ramatulali used to mention one beautiful poetry. He says, Jo karta hai tu chupke se, ta hai tujhe asama se. 
जो करता है तू चुपके से अहले जहाज से कोई देखता है तुझे आसमां से व्हाट यू डूइंग क्वाइटली एंड यू डकिंग एंड डूइंग इट फ्रॉम पीपल इन दिस वर्ल्ड डोंट फॉरगेट अल्लाह इज वाचिंग एवरीथिंग फ्रॉम अबव अलम या यू नो दैट अल्लाह इज वाचिंग यू डोंट यू नो दैट अल्लाह सुभान व तआला इज वाचिंग यू सो दिस इज सो इंपॉर्टेंट फॉर अस दैट एज अ मुस्लिम वी ट्राई आवर बेस्ट टू बी गुड टू बी नाइस टू बी ट्रू टू बी ऑनेस्ट टू बी ट्रूथफुल एंड इन दिस वे वी विल सी अल्लाह तबाराक व तआला will take care of our dunya allah will take care of our akhirat allah will take care of all our and not only our children but our progeny is to come allah taala will take care of them why on account of us being good on account of us being nice allah will take care of us what tomorrow holds for us no one knows there's no guarantees about life today everything is going straight but what happens tomorrow what happens to our children tomorrow no one knows so there's no guarantees in life what we have to strive for is let's try and be good and honest and straight and we hope that inshallah in this way allah tbarak wa taala will reward us allah will take care of us take care of our dunya also allah will take care of our akhirat also wa akhiru dawana alhamdulillahirabbil